we're live, and our guest is wearing the glasses, so you know it's going to be some smart shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome our guest this week, Matt Marin. What's up? Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, welcome back, the sleeveless wonder. Yeah, yeah, I want to offset the sleeveless football sports shirt with the glasses. Yeah, right. And well, I'll put mine on, and then, then we, we'll all we look like three brainiacs. Then. Yeah. yeah, I'm really dumb for a smart guy, but I could be really smart for a dumb guy. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm hanging out with, like, actual people who know what they're talking about, I'm out of my depth. But if you're hanging out with a bunch of other people with sleeveless football shirts, I'm 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 up. You're there. gonna be the, everyone's gonna look to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like to say that I know a little bit about a lot of different shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll it's get, it's kind of more handy. Ready to look, yeah. Get ready to look good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's it's better than the alternative, which is being like really autistic about something that nobody cares about. One thing, you know. Uh, what I mean? Yeah, I have I have that also. Where I grew up, like memorizing baseball stats, and I <laughs> but I've never seen a Star Wars or Star Trek or Harry Potter, like. That's kind of nerdy stuff also, but the things that like now when like comic book movies come out and everyone knows all these characters, I'm like, I could tell you who won the MVP in 1941, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, well, I think, I think for as far as all those like superhero things now, I think you can pretty much, um, understand that the premise of it is good guy wins, bad guy loses. So yeah. you're pretty much all set anyway. So yeah. perhaps the 1941 MVP is possibly uh, a better use of your time, but Maybe. that's for no. not, not for me, for me to decide, of course. But anyway, we were saying before the show that our topic tonight, which you brought to attention, which I was going to ask you, and I, I think this will dovetail nicely into what we were talking about right before we started the show, but is uh, what really got you interested in, in the Cleve Meister over Cleveland. So, um, oh yeah, you guys reached out to me and, uh, the Grover Cleveland uh, rise to power and um, overall the story that we'll get into was uh, is something I've just like talked to people about in general. It's just such a wild um, kind of time capsule to see like what was considered a priority and what yeah. wasn't considered a priority, what was considered controversial, what could swing an election versus by today's standards, what all those things are. Yeah. And uh, it's the one of the, maybe the most glaring example of that drastic shift. And um, I've also, I mean, I've studied history. I got a bachelor's degree in history and the time period between like post-Civil War to World War One, no one ever really talks about. Maybe people talk a little bit about like reconstruction and uh, yeah. uh, Jim Crow laws and uh, industrial revolution, but like things that were specific issues. Um, I, we started talking about this before we yeah. went on. I was going to say, uh, this, this is kind of what we were yeah. talking about before the show, right? Yeah. When Trump was rising to power and his whole like populist movement, uh, people were trying to compare it to other things. In the late 1800s, William Jennings Bryan was kind of that guy. Yeah. Uh, to just being the populist and saying the things that other politicians wouldn't say. But it was about stuff like switching from gold to silver. Right. It was like the like the stuff that today most people don't even know was ever a conversation. Right. The thing that I think is so interesting about and I, this is actually kind of where I focus most of my research in was this whole uh, bimetallism, which is the idea that 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 William Jen Jennings Bryan guy, by the way, also most notably memorialized as the cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz, by the way, that's 
William Jennings, Jennings Bryan. That's the fun. Yeah. That's like, because the people who he was the populist, the man of the people. And now in similar ways where you would see like Bernie Sanders is kind of a left wing populist, the way I would say William Jennings Bryan was a left wing populist for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even that uh, now, the way like kind of mainstream Democrats will go after Bernie or the way mainstream people would go after Trump, whatever, it's like they're the populists. They're doing things that people want. But the way they're portrayed, if you look back, it's like, yeah, William Jennings Bryan was the guy who was saying the things that people wanted to hear. And he's portrayed in the movie as the cowardly lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, um, the thing was, and that's such an integral part of like the Grover Cleveland story too. It's really, uh, like really the hubris of this fucking loudmouth. not just William Jennings Bryan. It was, it was a bunch of people. They basically like tanked the economy and fucking forever stained Grover Cleveland's like legitimately good name. Like the guy was a true blue dude. And like legitimately yeah. one of the most based and like least gay presidents we've ever had. Yeah. And also it's uh, that the fact that he went from we'll get into it more, yeah, what happened to him early on, and then he becomes the like president known for integrity. Right. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing, is like and we'll we'll start out with he was born in uh eighteen thirty-seven. Um and uh and and like his whole life was known as like a serious man who like also very much like had integrity like one of his big his big like myth mythical origin stories is how i believe is when he was the mayor of buffalo and like yeah he did have like a pretty long he was a career politician that's another thing that like yeah but that that whole he went from the mayor of buffalo to the fucking president. New York to president yeah. in three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he was a sheriff to gov. To he was a like a small town sheriff, and within a year or two, he's running for governor in New right. York. Yeah, yeah, and, and then yeah. a couple years after that, president. And his creation and the, myth is like one of the things that he did was he was the one who pulled the lever on the fucking hangman to hang uh, people. And was it when he was the sheriff or when it was when he was? Well, it's when he was the sheriff okay, because yeah. he he didn't want to. He didn't want to pass the buck or order some. Yeah. Didn't want to get someone else to do something he wouldn't do himself. Yeah. Which based, but, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, isn't it? It is. It's like Dale's, when fucking Vince McMahon falls off a ladder through a table. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, if you got, if I'm going to make my wrestlers do it, I'll do it also. Yeah. You're hanged. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I fucked it up by saying hung like a fucking retard. Because yeah. <laughs> you just um, used to saying that to people you meet at the rest stop. Well, how'd yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, and that's that's another thing. Like, like that is such a fucking perfect, a perfect fucking um, origin story for the guy who. Another thing is he went up against Tammany Hall in his own party yep. too. By the way, yeah, like yeah. and this is like so, this was very much considered the quote unquote Tammany Hall era of New York politics yeah. when these corrupt pieces of shit <laughs> just fucking ran the state of New York for how long? I want to say like the same pe- people were passing around leadership for like. 50 years or something. Yeah. So, so essentially the way we would look today at like wall street and bankers the and Bush stock family. Market, corporate media, <laughs> like the whole like conglomerate of people who control everything now, even though it may be in different industries now, like that, that's what Tammany hall was yes. at the time. They would just 
conglomerate of elites and rich people who controlled everything were corrupt. And, and then uh, they would, at the time, Grover Cleveland was a Democrat, and they were Democrats also. Yeah. And he did go against them, um, which, and then he ended up getting, and the Republicans, they were called the Mugwumps. Mugwumps. Not to be confused with um, the, uh, the, I forget, I think it was a drug producing mutant from the book Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs, also called Mugwumps, uh, but right. no relation, That's, of course. No, I think the word, <laughs> I think Mugwump is like an old term that means like yeah, it's, uh, it's, self-righteous it's, or it's, arrogant. It, it, it's, like um, it, it's cultural appropriation. God damn those Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a corruption of an Indian word for it, yeah, it chief was, or something. It was in a, a Massachusetts... Um, based uh, Indian tribe, and it means chief, yeah. And it has yeah. like a, to have like quiet dignity or something. It was is kind of So like people who oppose them thought like you're against corruption, but really you're just like snobbish and arrogant, and you're looking, you're sanctimonious, yeah. looking down your nose at us. Um, it means and also, big man who go his own yeah. way. Yes. <laughs> And also Teddy um, Roosevelt, a notable <laughs> member of the Mugwumps, by the way. Yes. Yeah. And also, pretty much throughout this episode, every time we say like Republicans, Democrats, it yeah. has almost no bearing to what today's Republican and Democrats are. It, in some uh, ways, it does. And, and, and if you look at the like philosophical underpinnings of it, because like you got to understand, is at the time the Republicans uh, were for big business. And yeah. um, in in some ways, in a lot of ways, they still are kind of yeah yeah. Um, and the the thing was is and and this is the other thing is that Democrats then and now are special interest group based, and then yeah. the special interest group was racist white people. Right. Yeah. That's okay. That's <laughs> yeah. an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is an interesting way of putting it. Um, but as far as um the specific thing, when it gets to, like more cultural stuff and war stuff and. Uh, a lot of stuff like that, like those specifics, uh, that's just changed over time. Yeah. What is, oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. is, and is not what's that. So I guess like Abortion where Abortion was not a conversation people were having, so you right. couldn't really characterize yeah. them one way or And the like other. within religion, there's like the Catholic versus Protestant was a yeah. big thing at the time. Um, but yeah, I guess we could start off when he was a sheriff. Uh, Grover Cleveland was accused of rape. Yeah, I didn't even find, this was seems to be so... Um, like hidden away from my research that I didn't even come across this but in my maybe it's been whitewashed because people don't want us to think he was cool. I was just looking it up briefly before to like kind of get some of my facts straight before a lot of this I like know because I've talked about it a bunch. Mm. Um, but I wanted to make sure I have her name was Maria Halpern. She was like a sales clerk or something that uh, had a relationship with Grover Cleveland. Uh, he gets her pregnant. She has a kid. She accuses him of rape Here and is, is yep. immediately sent to an insane asylum. Grover <laughs> Cleveland puts her in a mental institution, accuses her of being a drunk and a whore. And uh, the kids are like taken care of by friends of Grover Cleveland or something. Uh, she goes to this mental institution. They immediately release her and judge its political corruption and abuse of power. And there's no way she actually belongs there. And she just disappears, goes, moves away. Like, I don't want to fuck with this guy anymore. I don't want to be like acu accusing anyone of anything and be put in an insane asylum. I'm just going away. Right. Uh, it's, it's, and it's never, dude, really it even seems like Wikipedia doesn't want to talk about this. It's a small paragraph. 
Yeah. Well, because they never, <laughs> it never becomes like a case or anything. It's just yeah. all that we know is she accused him, was sent to a mental institution, and they immediately determined she wasn't crazy, and then she disappears. The only thing that comes up later on when he's running for president is that he had a child out of wedlock because in eighteen the eighteen eighties that was a bigger deal than rape. It's wild. It is wild. <laughs> I will say this is um they they may have determined that she wasn't crazy, but they did not confirm whether or not she was a whore. That is true. They did not. <laughs> yeah. They did not confirm whether or not she is an alcoholic whore who would yes. lie about rape, but yeah. she's well, not insane. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've come across her name. I just didn't come across the rape allegation because she is the mother of his illegitimate child. Right. And that came up during uh, the presidential run, didn't it? Yeah. So one, I mean, the, another funny thing is he does deal with this. Uh, like this happens to him. He's accused of rape, sends a woman away to an insane asylum. She's not crazy. It's an abuse of power. And then like a year later, he runs for governor of New York as Grover the Good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the balls. Yeah. Um, I, interesting too is uh, the the thing that I kept seeing was that the that the illegitimate child he was actually taking cover for one of his boys. He was yeah. actually taking cover for his law partner. Apparently, yeah, because a, a lot of people were stirring that pot, right. and uh, yeah. and and he was the only one that wasn't married. So, so he says, "Well, I'll yeah. take, I'll, I'll, I'll man up and take responsibility for this." Yeah, there's, there's like, there's one story that, because uh, the kid's name has the last name of like a friend of his. Yeah. And, well, uh, also the the mother, the, his eventual wife, was the real daughter, the legitimate daughter of this friend of his. Actually, yes, he and, does, <laughs> yeah, he does marry his friend's daughter later. Yeah. On. This guy is. This guy is pretty cool. Yeah, let's start. He was one of the most pussy-getting dudes ever, and also yeah. one of only two presidents, and one only who wasn't a fag, who ended up uh, entering the presidency as a, as a bachelor. The other dude was yes. the guy who was clearly a homo, and his his um, sister was the first lady of the of the country. Oh, James Buchanan. Yes, <laughs> James Buchanan, who also, yeah, when he was like 18 years old, he um, was in love with the woman who died, and he could never love again after losing her, sure. which was like that was like a common story that gay men would say at the time that they had lost someone they loved and could never uh, yeah. love again. There was like letters he had sent to like one of the Roosevelts after. I don't know if we want to go too far into this, but I know he had lived. Uh, he'd lived with like an ambassador, um, um, another male politician, and once he like had to go overseas for something, there was like a letter he sent to Roosevelt. I remember reading like years ago about asking her for advice about how she goes about wooing other men. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, dude, that's I never looked into that before. But yeah, all I've heard is that guy's definitely he your fag. James Buchanan was. Uh, almost, but most, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever like flat out said he was the first gay president, <laughs> but pretty much, yeah. Yeah. They were roommates for 40 years. I can't work it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the thing, uh, the thing was with, uh, so I kind of wanted to get, I, this is another thing. The reason not to jump ahead too much, cause we should like maybe talk a little bit more about his earlier political career, but like the reason he ended up being the nominee for, or more importantly, the winner 
for presidency was because um, basically like the Republicans after the Civil War got like way too big for their fucking britches. Yeah. And basically started appointing all their boys into positions and clearly becoming plain as day corrupt in front of like the entire country. But everyone yeah. wasn't going to be like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll vote in the Democrats. They just start. They just made their own country a few years ago. But yeah. they, they also <laughs> did dominate between like a post Civil War until like I think FDR. It's only like two Democrats who yeah. are president at all. So the Republicans were like, getting too big for their britches, but like not, I don't know if I'd say deservedly so, but it was like, it was earned. They were like winning. Yeah. They were putting the people, they were yeah. becoming corrupt. And it was like, uh, overall, like they did, uh, get too power hungry and get too carried away with it, but yeah. they were, uh, they were dominant. Yeah. And then, so what happened was James Garfield was the dude who like had legitimately run in one presidency, um, like the, the prior to Grover Cleveland, and yeah. he got shot by a guy who was pissed off at him for like a snubbing guy who hated him. Lasagna. <laughs> yes, he, no, he he really liked he loved Mondays, oh, yeah. dude, <laughs> and he was pissed off and needed to. Sh- he said Allahu yeah. Monday <laughs> and shot the president. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, you said a guy that was pissed off at him. Like, of course, well, who would shoot someone if they weren't pissed off? Oh well, yeah, but he was yeah. pissed off at him because he got snubbed politically by him. Yeah, um, um, yeah, and James Garfield actually didn't die from the gunshot. He died from an infection because yeah. doctors just didn't know what they were doing at the time. And he germ was theory hadn't been the- deduced yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what's it called? So he, so then Chester Arthur was just like dude who never wanted to be president. Yeah. And he ended up being president for the remainder of the term and then was like, I'm not fucking running again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. This sucks. Everyone's in the whole yeah. country is counting on me. I can't deal with the stress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he doesn't run again. And the only pe- per- dude who, the, who they can um, run – of the Republicans, I mean, is this guy whose name was James G. Blaine from Maine. Yes. Blaine from Maine, and he speaks gaily again. (laughs) Um, He he had been the Speaker of the House earlier, and uh, uh, I don't remember. He was kicked out uh, of being Speaker of the House or kicked out of something in Congress. I believe he was the uh, the president or the the – head of the, all the entire fucking uh, Republican Party, like the way that like Nancy Pelosi is the head of all the Democrats now. You yeah. Know? Yes. He was the Speaker of the House and he was the uh, main Republican. Uh, I think I don't know if he was kicked out of just that role or kicked out of the House altogether mm-hmm. uh, for political corruption. Yeah. Um, and uh, wait till you hear what was considered irreparable and crazy political corruption in 1884. Uh, Lay it on me. He, when he was running for president, he, um, or not running for president, when he was running on like these, uh, for Speaker of the House and as a representative, um, when he was there, he would fight for land grants for certain railroad companies. Right. And then it was discovered that he owned bonds in those railroad companies. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> it was basically bribery, and that was considered too um, close to bribery. And uh, yeah, they they couldn't allow him. So to you mean of- to say that fifty percent of what 
senators and congressmen do now is was considered immoral in that yeah. time period. You could you could not be elected today without doing. Yeah, uh, is, you could. They not wouldn't be trust you if you didn't take money. Yeah, you could not be elected today without doing something that literally got you like kicked out 120 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and that, so that was a big uh, thing in the election between Blaine and Cleveland is that corruption's a big problem. Grover Cleveland is the guy who's going to fight against corruption. He's the uncorruptible. And yeah, the he guy who was- He just likes uh, pussy, yeah. guys. Yes. And I mean, well, also the uh, thing with uh, he impregnates this woman, has the kid out of wedlock. The story of like being his friend's kid and he was covering for it is also the other, she claims that no, the only reason they said it was- uh, like he covered for like financially, but mm -hmm. he took the last name of the friend. They said that was to protect Grover Cleveland, who had higher political aspirations. Okay. So they wouldn't know he had a kid out of wedlock. So there's, I mean, they because they didn't really go at the time. They didn't like have a court case. They didn't uh, have all these records about rape accusations. Yeah, or there's anything. no family court yet. Yeah, there's not a <laughs> lot. That's not. That's why it's only a blurb on Wikipedia because yeah. it's like, you know, we, we don't really know what happened there. Um, other than it's, it was immediately determined abuse of power when he tried to call her insane. It, it does. It does seem like uh, the widely accepted narrative is uh, sort of runs current, contrary to that. In that he never really sought political office. We more had it thrust upon him. The candidacy for it, everything from sheriff upwards. Because he was like yeah. he, he was a he was a lawyer in Buffalo, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. And they had a lot of practice with that guy. Right. That he was, yeah, that he was asked to run for all these positions. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Like, it could be one of those where that's the story. Uh, this whole era of American history is also fascinating because of, like, the myths and legends. And, yeah. like, you hear this stories John about, Henry like, times. Yeah, you hear stories about Babe Ruth and Satchel Paige would, like, tell all of his fielders to get off the field, and he would just strike out three hitters and say he didn't need anyone in the field. Like, yeah. there's crazy, like, myths and legends like that. So a lot of, like, anecdotally, oh, everyone just went and asked Grover Cleveland's friends, like, maybe or maybe he just wanted to run, and then people said that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could Yeah, it could be either way. But, I, I mean, it, the kind of the story is that, for all the positions he was running for, it was the, the basically the Democrats came to him and said, you know, these the please Grover save us. Oh, yeah, the, the corruption's so Steve. bad, and you've got a reputation as an honest guy. Was <laughs> yeah. the the thing, yeah. and that that's for all his appointments. Yeah. Seems to be, I mean, it seems to be what people who really are interested in him. Yeah. Well, when yeah, when they that Believe. definitely was his interest was that he was the honest, non-corrupt yeah. guy. When they brought up the illegitimate child to him, he just said, "Above all, we tell the truth," and he admits that he had an illegitimate child. And talks about yeah. paying child support. Um, never mentions the rape accusation because yeah. no one cared about it back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, they call it roughly getting pussy. Back well, then. Look, he didn't. He. He didn't want to speak ill of a lady, and he didn't want to have right. to bring up what she'd been wearing. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just gentlemanliness. Yes. Um, so it is kind of a wild thing that, like, you think about today, the idea of a rape accusation, and the thing that comes out of it is, oh, you had a child out of wedlock? And yeah. then he admits yeah. to it, and you're like, well, I guess he's an honest guy. It's so wild, like, to wrap your head around, like, 
what different priorities were at the time. Well, I mean, it happened again in the 90s. Uh, Bill Clinton raped Juanita Broderick, allegedly. Yeah. And he did it. Fuck it. Um, But even Uh, in the 90s. Joe Biden fingered a... uh, Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Tara Reid, yeah. Yeah, and Trump. I mean, now you you need to have an accusation in order to be president. Right. Now. That's yeah. how you know you're the kind of guy who can who can who can handle the nuclear football. Exactly. Well, I, I, lo- I, I love the uh, the idea of having this woman locked up in a loony bin because uh, it's, it just immediately brings to mind Jeannie Carroll. <laughs> Yeah, E. Jean Carroll, you mean? Yeah. Who is that? Who was that? She was that lady who was like, who was like, when people, when people say rape, they think it's something sexy. Yeah. Do you remember this late that fucking insane woman? This is this insane woman who accused Trump of of grabbing her pussy like in the in like the uh, Bergman uh, uh, whatever some fucking. uh, hoity-toity store in New York City. Um, yeah. He gr- grabbed her fucking pussy in in the changing room, and she started talking about how rape was sexy on CNN to Anderson Cooper. And Anderson Cooper's yeah. like, uh, "Okay, we'll uh, be going to commercial and uh, <laughs> never to be seen again." Yeah, that was the end of that little smear. I haven't seen it that. But I haven't seen it. But that sounds hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She kind of looks I mean, like that uh, lesbian lady from uh, Glee. You know what I'm talking about? No, I never. Seen she was Glee in that before. fucking. She was in that gay. waiter show with uh, Adam Scott too. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Uh, she was in Just Shoot Me, I think. Yeah, I think she was. Oh, okay, I've seen yeah. Just Shoot Me. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I was telling you. I think before we were on, I have an artistic. Oh no, I said this all. I have an artistic knowledge about sports, and then I don't have like any pop culture stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't remember the lady's name anyway. I just remember things yeah. that she's in. Yeah, <laughs> but, but even that, you said like three things, and the one I knew was the weird show with David Spade as a <laughs> fucking male clerk, mm. and Brian Posehn delivering the mail. Oh yeah, he was in that <laughs> yeah. too. Um, um, but uh, she was the girl boss in that show. Yeah. Okay. But um, yes, you're right. Eugene Carroll did look like that. And oh, about that uh, Trump banging her in the department store thing. That's just. I mean, that is such a cocaine story, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just see it. It's the 80s. They're both fucking wired on coke, and she's going, Oh, take me shopping for underwear, Donald. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) You fucking weird looking bitch. It might have have been a similar thing how, like, um, Grover Cleveland at the time, there was no internet and social media. So you kind of just went with what you heard. He was seen as the honest guy who went against corruption. Trump was seen as the drain the swamp, tell yeah. it like it is. Yeah. But if you look into any of it, it's like, oh, he's full of shit. Like, yeah. So that may have been it. There was more like social media stuff back in the day. That may have been the way we looked at Grover Cleveland as a guy who's like, he's portrayed as a guy who's always telling the truth. But is he actually, like, if you look into it, you may find stuff where he may have been full of shit also. I'm sure a rape accusation would have come up if it was, like, today's media landscape. Well, I mean, the, the media was fucking wild back then, though, as well. Yeah, I mean, just not as not as prevalent in, like, everyone. I mean, yeah, I've, if you look yeah. up some political cartoons from the time, it's pretty insane. Well, I'm looking at one right now. It's actually for, um, against him. And it's him all fat and shit, and he's blocking yeah. his ears, and there's a baby crying saying, I want my pa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that? I think I see that. Is that the one where 
Does he have a, uh, he's wearing a jacket with like a laundry tag on it that says Grover the yes. Good? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I have seen that one. That was the name. I'd be like, this is Grover the Good, but look at him abandoning his child. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about about him? Yeah, he was like, um, first of all, yeah, like I said, he was like a true conservative like in like that's the thing mm-hmm. like the the thing was is like specifically for the democrats like again they they've changed so many times with the times like yeah. and he was like a truly ideological person in a way which is kind yeah. of sick um yeah. <laughs> and uh and another thing was uh i just kind of wanted to get into the fucking money thing like he was like yeah. basically like a gold bug like like fucking austro libertarian for like economically at the time yeah, yeah. it was it was the democratic party but he was like kind of fiscally conservative but also a classical liberal in like the john stuart mill type yeah. liber- of liberalism and um, another thing, with the, so we were talking earlier about fucking uh, William Jen- Jennings Bryan. Like, I don't understand. This, this is the, the I'm just learning about this. I kind of had some sort of inkling of what was going on with this bimetallism shit. And I yeah. heard about the William Jennings Bryan uh, cross of gold speech. I yes. always thought, and I was completely wrong about this, by the way, that basically he was like, oh, let me just, you know, I thought what he was doing was railing for some sort of like, deregulation of the use of silver currency or something but no what the fucking dudes were looking for to happen was they were trying to get the american government to buy up silver at a loss yeah and and issue more money in order to deliberately inflate the currency because for some fucking deranged reason they thought well Poor people make food and rich people need food. So that means if the price of food goes up, more money will go to the poor people, which is fucking retarded. So like, it's, the, <laughs> it's, it's the modern monetary theory of its day. It, it is. It's like, we look, it's we figured out a way to have unlimited policy. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, his like appeal was similar to like when I would like compare him to Trump, it would be more in like how Trump would talk to the coal miners and like the working class people and like you've been forgotten about William Jennings Bryan did that for farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, and then, yeah, so it's fucking, it's like, I don't like, this is the thing. Usually I'm a fucking wacko conspiracy guy. So, um, I usually find a way to blame this on the Jews and I was not (laughs) able to figure this one out. (laughs) I literally don't know where this aberrant thinking that fucking silver is somehow going to benefit people because what all it did was, well, basically let me just give the reader's digest version of what happened prior to Grover Cleveland's presidency in the Arthur, uh, administration, the, um, the Republicans were kind of in order to respond to voter wishes kind of they kind of pussyfooted into the silver silver movement like just trying to like they were kind of very basically virtue signaling that they were cool yeah. with the with the silver thing yeah. and so they let a few things happen like they they uh they, I forget what the name of the uh no, the Sherman it was called the Sherman um Ant- antitrust act a uh, different different uh that's a different, different one Sherman. completely that's actually no, that's later okay, that was Taft. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that was a little later. Yeah, no, uh, it was the Sherman Silver Buying Act of eighteen seventy okay. something or something. There's too too many Shermans in American history. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. Well, the, the irony is that the Sherman that it was named after was actually a vehement 
you know, Grover Clevelandite, like anti silver guy, but they yeah. named it for him because he was the one who uh, was able to amend it to the point where it would pass. You know, right. he tried yeah. to take the teeth out of it enough in order to make it so it wouldn't completely damage the company, the companies. It basically is a company, the country's yeah. economy. Um, so they pass this through and um, uh, the value of and I'm trying to make this fairly. And also, I'm trying to fucking wrap my head around it because it's kind of confusing. Yeah. They were basically yeah. buying silver all of it essentially at yeah the, the entire nevada production wasn't it? it just happened to be the amount they were obliged to buy <laughs> yes <laughs> it was about two million dollars per year and then the way they were doing it is one sixteenth of an ounce of silver was a dollar or something i don't right. fucking yeah. remember it's something like that they bought it at that but in reality because there was an over because there was a silver rush semi recently and also the fact that everyone was really hyped up on the silver bullshit it was actually much more um invaluable it was actually worth like like 20 uh, 130th of a dollar um yeah. so because of this the money supply became really high and because of that all the real money gold left the country and you can literally look at this on a graph it goes from the 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 country's um treasury of gold having like $300,000 worth of gold like in the treasury down to like 100,000 in the matter of 4 years so that's mm-hmm. like a major indication that like every like serious business person is taking their business out of the country yeah. yeah, I remember trying to like look into this at certain points and just getting confused. But just like this is my so, autism. Yeah, it's so very <laughs> wild. Just like the like a major, major problem in American history between the Republicans and Democrats. One of the major issues was gold versus silver. And yeah. almost it's not historically not that long ago. No, 120 well, years is not a very long time ago in history. And it's so wild how things change that fast. So today, this doesn't even register as a thing that anybody That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I mean now it's they're just inflating the money supply. I mean, just in in twenty twenty, it was like nine trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, and the, well, they didn't even get buy any silver. <laughs> the, the, the thing that's interesting to me is that back then the conversation was two different political parties are talking about which way we come to have assess a system of money. You know, that was a literal yeah. political talking point. Now, the all of the political discourse is post hoc. We've already decided to give it all to one central private bank yeah. <laughs> uh, to print all, and issue all of the currency at a profit. That's yeah. so everything past that we can argue about, but this is all we got. It's already here. The science yeah. is settled. Yeah. The science is yeah. settled. The economics <laughs> are settled. Well, really well, because like times where I was like learning more about this stuff in college and all, I would think like kind of fiscal conservatism, a bit of like, uh, yeah, there shouldn't be a debt. We shouldn't have a deficit. And just as the years go by, it's like, well, it seems like no matter what, there's going to be a deficit yeah. and a debt. So you know what? Fuck it. Give me health care and pay my student loan bills. If we're going to have this debt anyway, at least give it to something that's like going to help people. Well, <laughs> well, I see your uh, point, but yeah, it's also yeah. going to well, collapse. This is, uh, this, yeah, but this I'm, just, is, I'm just like throwing my hands up. We're never going to like fix the debt or the deficit. So give it to like good things then instead of fucking everything else. Again. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the other way of looking at it is uh, it given that how much money printing they're doing now. Yeah. What's the point in taxation? That's uh, a, yeah, that's yes. another. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, uh, uh, and the, just print more money. Why are you yeah. taxing us? Yeah, if you're gonna uh, fucking uh, do it anyway, clearly. 
Well, uh, the, I something clicked with me a little while ago. I, I talked about this on a, a, a show I did with Chris with Brooklyn, actually. The, the, mm. the, the, there is a, a rationale for having taxation, and the modern monetary policy people have thought about this. Why do we bother taxing people? Uh, and it's it's because interest rates are effectively permanently zero now because the money is literally worthless. Yeah. The, the, uh, they can't use interest rates to control the like retail money supply, the consumer money supply, and keep uh, consumer prices under control. So the, the taxation is literally just a substitute for interest rates in in controlling consumer price inflation. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, you can't you can't print nine billion uh, nine trillion dollars a year. Yeah. And not have inflation because that's literally is what inflation is. That's inflating yeah. the money supply. That's why the stock market never crashed when they closed all the businesses down because the right. the yeah. inflation is in asset prices. So uh, yeah. all, all assets are going up yeah. all the time. It, it, you, basically, all this money inflation is just um, cement. It's like cementing the. It's completely abolishing any kind, any prospect of social mobility by yeah. making asset prices go up. So the asset class is is it, it looks like it's getting richer, but really it's just cementing its position. Yeah, and yeah. the value of labor is is in is going down. So that the people people who are living on income earned income can never hope to have any assets. Let me add to that, uh, because uh, it's seemingly, even though we now have a Democrat in office, usually that means that the income taxes are going up, usually. But you've noticed that no one has talked even about it. However, the buzz is now they are planning on um, raising the capital gains tax. And I will inform you precisely why that is, is because they realize the poors can fuck up our fucking uh, Wall Street casino by all betting on GameStop. So we're going to prevent any social mobility through that method as well. Yeah. Uh, And basically the entire thing is set up. It used to be that the best way for someone to make money and make a living and transcend class was to get a good paying job and and squirrel it away. So and they did everything they could to get rid of that with high income taxes and also uh first of all uh, and then also the 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 massive inflation rates that are like yeah. basically making your money more and more worthless as time goes on but now it because of what we're taught we're seeing here where you're saying the 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 labor is becoming more and more worthless um because the only way to socially move now is to play the stock market so the only way to stop them stop us now from moving up into the fucking elite class is to fucking tamp that down and you know that all these fucking um these fucking uh what's it called hedge funds and shit they have an army of tax lawyers that are going to be able to get around this yeah the, the the interestingly in europe the the ban on social mobility is so harsh that the cuz they've even regulated the number of hours a, a person is allowed to work so like you can't you can't you can't work your way out of poverty even here because yeah. they that across Europe you're not allowed to work more than four, an average of 48 hours a week mm. so that, i mean that for for a young single guy that used to be, even in my lifetime that was an option you could get a, an ordinary you know, Joe job or and two, just fucking, two of two shitty yeah. ones. 
two, two, two shitty jobs and just live with your mum and just fucking work work every hour God sends for 10 years and you'd have you'd have a load of money saved up but that that's no longer allowed and yeah it, it should it should be allowed but it shouldn't be yeah. a, you shouldn't be putting putting people in a position where it's like uh if you do overwork it can pay off but if you don't overwork it shouldn't be you shouldn't be punished for not doing overtime also no oh, no absolutely yeah. but i mean that that's never been a a thing that I've ever come across. I mean, it's I just, something uh, I've heard people yeah. complain about, but I, I've, yeah. I've done, I've done shitty jobs my whole fucking life. Yeah, and, I, mean, uh, I watched um American Factory recently, where you see them go to China and they're just yeah. like in this Chinese factory, and they're like, "Why don't you just make them work on Saturdays and overtime?" Uh, like, yeah. it's such a normal thing yeah. there yeah. to be like, "Yeah, you just make them work. You make them pick up glass without gloves." Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when when, when my when that European working time directive came in, it was a long time ago, uh, yeah. Britain got an opt out and uh, you, you still can opt out of it, but uh, in the UK, but it, what it, what's happened is that the, it's the, co the big corporations are enforcing it here. Yeah. You know, the rest of Europe it's enforced like legally and it is on the books here, but the, the government isn't interested in enforcing it. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's there's a lot of things in America that are like quote unquote not enforced by law. Yeah. But then it's just like corporations and big tech companies that basically enforce it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's happening with the working time here. And, and that's why too... we had to come off of YouTube because we we're speaking the truth, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, YouTube's of... running scared, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the stuff is like. I know a decent amount about history, but as far as following all the detail, like everything, Will, you were saying, like, it sounds all, like, much more well Everything we say is fucking genius, smart, yeah, fucking... I've never, like, looked into it that much. <laughs> I just know from, like, a person who's mostly watching baseball, hockey, and UFC all day, oh. um, you hear, like, years ago, it would be like, we have a trillion dollars in debt. We can't do this thing that would help poor people. That'll cost a trillion dollars. Yeah. And then years later, we're like six trillion dollars in debt, and we still never did the thing for the poor yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. So, and it's like, well, I, I, I thought a trillion dollars was a big deal. Now you've like quadrupled that. Yeah, I to I totally get it. Uh, um, it's it's the same it, it it's the same argument as why do they charge taxes, isn't it? It's like. I mean that that would help poor people as well. It, it would majorly fucking help poor people. Everyone mm. who bothered to work would be massively life changingly impacted by them yeah. not charging taxes anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it's, I, so. But but Matt, though, you said you've the, been the, spending the real the, the real fucking killer is that they get they've got like normy normy people to believe that high property prices are a good thing. Uh, well, like, yeah, because they made it. That, that was that was one of the escape hatches to the shitty economy. That you could yeah. you could you could uh, sell a fucking property, sell your fucking kids' inheritance, and have a nice yeah. cool fucking few mills <laughs> for you to fucking uh, listen to Jimmy Buffett and fucking uh, and have weird real HBO's real sex with. <laughs> with the fucking boomers you know all those people in that fucking show are the most hideous creatures and you know they all were living on their fucking kids inheritance <laughs> yeah 
But uh, no, Matt, you were saying you spent the last uh, 30 years or so uh, watching sports. I bet you yeah. um, in, in watching that, you must have um, asked yourself, uh, at least through the commercials, wow, there sure are a lot of interracial f- marriages in this country. Yeah, I, I'm still <laughs> against it, honestly. <laughs> no, I just mean with all the commercials. Like every oh, yeah, single every, fucking one. Yeah, yeah, every commercial. I mean, just the monetization of it, just watching every single stadium and every sport being named after a corporate sponsor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fuck, some of some of them don't even sound that bad. Like the Mets play in City Field, it's City Bank. Yeah, Gillette Stadium's City pretty Field. sick. I like that. City Field, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's the Great American Insurance Company, but who cares? But yeah. then when you got fucking like <laughs> T-Mobile Park in Seattle yeah. or – uh, guaranteed rate field or the, the Staples Center. Dude, there was the a, <laughs> there was in, a in basketball, the New Orleans Pelicans play in the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the, there's a, a, a football club at here that obviously, yeah, all the football clubs here are named after the town they're from. Yeah. I, I I can't remember which one it was. Maybe it was Swindon or something. I'm not a I'm not a soccer guy. I hate it. Yeah. But there's a uh, the one of one of the sort of lower lower echelon clubs went went bankrupt and got got rescued by uh, a sponsor who renamed the club Total Network Solutions. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Right. Uh, yeah. It is. It is. Put, yeah. It's, it, they they put so much money into it that they ended up winning the it, probably their division or the league. They, yeah. they didn't win the overall league, but maybe it was the FA Cup or something like that. They, they won a big competition, yeah. and uh, my my broadcasting uh, favorite Martin Kellner, who often gets mentioned on here, he had a football show, and he said they'll be dancing in the streets of Total Network Solutions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. That's so funny. God, yeah. it it can be rough. I listen to a Yankee game on the radio and they find a way to sponsor everything. It was like that was the 15th out of the game. You could say 15% or more in 15 oh minutes. Oh my god. The guy oh, Let's the not ma- forget about the official fucking coffee and breakfast of the New England Patriots right. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The manager goes out to the mound to talk to his pitcher who's having trouble, and the announcer's like, this consultation brought to you by Barnes Firm, where you can get a free yeah. consultation. That's exactly what the uh, Indian TV cricket coverage is like. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'm a cricket fan, but I'm too cheap to pay for the coverage, so like right. the, the, the free streams you can get are usually yeah. Indian TV. If we, if Grover Cleveland were the commissioner of Major League Baseball, we could get this corruption and corporate nonsense out of the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say a couple of the things with Grover's election was, yeah, basically, so like we said, that Blaine guy was totally tainted. Um, so basically what the Republicans resorted to was full-on gay ops. In order to yeah. prevent him from being the uh, being the fucking uh, president, and one of the yeah. things they did was, of course, they really uh, drummed up the uh, 
the Mary, uh, whatever the fuck her name was, thing with the baby. Or, yeah, the illegitimate child right? was the big thing. They would, they would, people would come to his rallies and speeches holding up baby dolls, chanting, <laughs> Mama, where's my pa? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so at that time it didn't work. He ended up being the president. Of course, the next yeah. election came around when yeah. he ran for re election. Um, by the way, also, he kind of got, threw everyone off of the pussy getting sent by marrying that girl uh, who yeah. was his law partner's daughter. And by the way, everyone was like, obviously, look, he's obviously yeah. Grover the Good. Obviously, right. he's going to make a woman an honest woman. Right. And when he uh, when he won the election, his supporters, after they would chant, Mama, where's my pa? They were chanting, Hot, headed to the White House. Ha ha ha. Oh, really? No shit. That's pretty yeah. fucking good. Yeah. It is wild that, like, James Blaine is tainted because of the corruption, which today is nothing. And Grover Cleveland had a rape allegation and is the honest one. Yeah. Like, think about that in 2021 terms. Well, um, and also, also the, the, the heckling at the, at the, at the, at the, at the rallies. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't be tolerated. Like, the, the, how much do the actual individual liberty just to, just to talk shit has gone down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. you could, you'd be, we had a thing over here where um, the leader of a Labour Party, who's a fucking, uh, yeah. Well, no, he's a he's a what is he? A trilateral foundation, uh, trilateral commission. Dude. Oh, okay, so he's a uh, he's a fucking uh, he's a global yeah. homo. Yeah, he's <laughs> a, and uh, he when they reopened the pubs here the other week, he he. We tried to do a photo op in a pub, and you'd think they'd have at least have the respect to uh, arrange it in advance with some sympathetic pub landlord. Yeah, but they didn't, and and he went. You know, he's been, uh, you know, collaborating with the fact they've been shut down for all this fucking time. Yeah, and they were they went into with the cameras to do a, into, into this pub in London, and the landlord came down the stairs from his flat and says, "Get the fuck out of my pub." You're fucking bad. Fuck off. Like. And they had all this guy's, this guy's in his own fucking home. Yeah. And, and, and the one right a pub landlord has is to tell you to fuck off out of his pub. And yeah. all the, all the sort of hired goons were just were basically restraining this guy. And he, was, he wasn't attacking him. He was just telling him to go and he wasn't going. So he was getting angry about it. Right. And, and so they got these fucking face mask wearing giant thugs have just walked into this guy's house and, and basically not held him down because he wasn't down, but they held him still so that he couldn't get any, any closer. And it's like, what fucking right have you got to do that? And, and it seems like back in those days, like, so if you were to go to a, a rally now and start, start mouthing off, they yeah. just, uh, you find yourself lifted up by the elbows and marched out and right. maybe never be heard from again. Yeah, that would be like the equivalent of um, the like people. I think at Trump rallies, there'd be people who were chanting something and they were just like escorted yeah. out immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, well, one other thing, right before that first election, when James Blaine loses to Grover Cleveland, I remember this. I guess this was like the big uh, "quote unquote" October surprise that we have now, <laughs> where it's like yeah. some news story or something happens a week before the election that could swing it. So Grover Cleveland also had some support from Republicans because there were anti-corruption mm. Republicans. Yeah, the mugwumps. Yeah, the, the mugwumps. Mug 
So he was getting them. The thought from the James Blaine was uh, Irish, and they thought that he would get some Democrats who were the Democrats were the party of Catholics, yeah. and most Irish people were Catholic. So he thought he may be able to get some of those people. And like a week before the election, there was like a Republican minister. I was just going to bring this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, um, I guess, yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, he uh, gives during a speech, he talks about um, the uh, Democrats being the party of Rome's uh, rum, Romans and rebellion, I think is what he said. And that was uh, that was a huge insult to Catholics. Yeah, right. Uh, And uh, that was seen as something that may have helped sway those Catholics who may have switched Republican stayed Democrat when they realized that the Republicans were still anti-Catholic. Again, Uh, it's just wild what was was a very, very close run election, wasn't it? It was uh, it, it got much like there are parallels with Trump with this dude. Yeah, because it was only three. It was three states, some like a few states by a small amount of uh, yeah, yeah. He won all the the swing states, but by a small margin. Yeah, and it it had size fifty four trousers, and was uh, you know, and was a pussy getting uh, legend. Yes, yeah. just well, like Trump. Well, here's yeah. the thing. What the, so the, you mentioned that the that the Irish were really they ended up going for for Cleveland that election. In four years, however, uh, the Republicans tried to pull another gay op. They did something called um, fuck. I, the fuck was the name of the uh, letter? Some there was in a letter a, a letter that so basically the Republicans sent a letter to um, the British ambassador. Um, in order to ask him it, it, from a fake and gay British guy, literally not a real person, wrote a letter to a the very real British ambassador to say, hey, I'm an ex-British person. Um, who should I vote for in this coming election? Um, who would be the best for England's England's reasons? Um, and the British guy who lives in Be- who is in Beverly, Massachusetts, actually, um, he responded that he felt that Grover Cleveland would be the better person to uh, be the president. And of course, the Republicans said yes. They took yeah. that, they put That's it in great. every newspaper, and said, "Hey, Irish people, don't vote for Grover Cleveland. He loves the English." And they're like, yeah. "Fuck that." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers to know if he like necessarily Grover Cleveland won the Irish vote or he just like didn't lose an, as yeah, much a, of it. A bigger as enough proportion of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he got enough of it, and then uh, yeah, that helped sway it away. His next time, yeah, the next time around, his next time running. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's just wild. What was like? Can you believe he said this about? Think about what today would be the big deal. It's like. No one would care if someone said anything about Catholics, Protestants, or anything like that. Uh, It's a similar thing to that, though. In in the, I'm pretty sure that Obama coming over here, and I know it's a different dynamic, but Obama came over to uh, uh, England and told us that we we shouldn't vote for Brexit, and I think that helped the Brexit cause. Yeah, people Mm. don't like foreigners telling them what to do. Yeah, it's oh, not we the, love it's that. Not we the... love that in America. That's every late night show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like yeah. the only country that doesn't fall into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We love being lectured by someone with a fucking mm. accent that yeah. is gay. Oh, dude, I can't believe you guys fall for that. It's awful. <laughs> and the other thing that the the, the, the real uh, nail in the coffin of, of uh, 
EU membership was uh, David Cameron, who was Prime Minister at the time, had begged Jean-Claude Juncker not to come over to the United Kingdom and speak on this because he's such a cunt. He's an unelected... You know, he's everything that... Yeah, he was a poster boy for Brexit because he's a drunken, lecherous, fucking Belgian technocrat arsehole. And yeah. uh, he just, uh, in defiance of the of the staying in the EU campaign's wishes, he came over and started lecturing people as well. And that, that, mm. I think that was the final day. It was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as president, uh, Cleveland was uh, very... He, and it, I guess in this way, he's dialectically opposed to what Trump was. He was against tariffs, against yeah. uh, protectionism, against yeah. cronyism. Um, very. I mean, he was based. he was right about everything, really, in in terms of economic policy. It seems. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he knocked out. I mean, that's the thing that like it like, and then I believe like one of the quote unquote populist. Um, fucking positions was to have high tariffs because that will encourage local consumption of goods but yeah. supposedly this fucking populist party is trying to look out for poor people tariffs affect poor people more than anybody because it raises the prices of consumer goods yeah yeah uh, it's, 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 yeah the whole idea of like what would be the populist thing even now there are things that are considered populist that are probably not the good thing for the people yeah. um and throughout history, that's always it is. It's just it, that's why in the beginning I was like, when we say Democrat, Republican, populist, not pop, like it all means a completely different thing 120 years well, ago than it did today. I, I think it, it probably meant different thing there because it, in researching this, it sort of strikes me that if you could have, if you could have, if you had the choice of a Grover Cleveland type leader at every election, you'd at least have the option of saving it but you, you at the moment you got the populists are populists and the people opposed to populists now are just elitists who are equally corrupt or more corrupt and are just pro-industrialist and pro or whatever it is now they're not really industrialists so they're just sort of swamp corporations uh, uh there's nobody occupying the uh, Grover Cleveland ground, which is uh, it's not populist, but it's not cronyist either. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's kind of first principles. That, uh, like for instance, his foreign policy and war policy was pretty fucking based as well. You know, he yeah. wasn't. They didn't you, have you the said military you really liked this quote about uh, about um, Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, so it. I. I you, have you got it in front of you? No, I know, of but course I don't. I figured you it, fucking it, remembered something for fuck's sake. Yeah, his his uh, his position on Hawaii was that it, it was just fundamentally against ex expansionism and empire. Yeah, you know, he was an anti-imperialist. And yeah. what happened in Hawaii was the sugar planters had, had, had basically mutinied and overthrown the government and set up a republic. And he he wanted to. He actually did want to invade Hawaii to to restore it to to its uh, original monarchy, but he, he he didn't have the war powers that the presidents today have got. Yeah, it's wild when you look back at like even this time or any time this far back in politics. Like you'll see certain things like oh, there was not these like 
so many layers of corruption and economic issues and all this other the imperialism, all this, uh, all these wars, yeah. like this just did all these layers that have been around for generations now didn't exist. Yes. The way they governed on like those things, like this seems like easy and simple. Why don't they do it now? But yeah. if, because we have all these things we didn't have before. And also if you go back then it's like a lot of these people ask them about black people and see, it's like, maybe we didn't want these guys around today. <laughs> Well, the yeah, thing with uh, with Cleveland was like actually he was. Here's the thing: he was like pretty cool racially if they acted white. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he was like really he he considered uh, Indian Indians to be like he's like dude we're gonna make them white we're gonna figure out a way yeah. to get them in our society it's not gonna be a big deal just you wait watch yeah it never really yeah. happened obviously <laughs> right um and then also another thing was he was uh, a big fan of frederick Douglass. i didn't realize this is yeah. something else i learned by the way about um about um th there's apparently a token or at the time there was a token black guy job in the federal government yeah, basically. <laughs> um, which was uh, what did it, what was it actually called? The Recorder of Deeds of Washington D.C. Uh, <laughs> Frederick Douglass. Wow. Uh, oh sure, I I, heard that. I'll tell you, boy. I tell you, <laughs> I'm gonna keep all this written down, and I'm. Don't you worry, I'm gonna remember every last thing. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Uh, but so but the thing was, is he had been that Frederick Douglass had been that for many for multiple. Um, presidencies and yeah. uh, he decided to retire while cleveland was president and um cleveland replaced him with another black guy <laughs> yeah right. yeah no it's um there's also there's like uh cultural things like change with time also like the political we can look at it and be like wow if we had a political system like this it'd be pretty great now but if we had a cultural system like they did back then this is still pre-industrial revolution people are dying of starvation yeah at a very high rate. There's a lot of stuff that like, we look back at some of the things and there are a lot of things like, God, it'd be great. Like a time before this corruption, before this, but it's also a time before like radio, television, and yeah. like transportation being what it is. Like there's a time before everything. Like, it'd be nice to go back there to be like, I thought this era is the time I'd like to go back to to see what life was like then, but not for long. Yeah, like the standard of living <laughs> yeah. for like a poor person now is actually like better than of a rich person in this time period. Yeah. By yeah. like a substantial margin, like even in yeah. real terms, like in actual like monetary terms, like the amount of like man hours that took to create your phone. Like literally yeah. there's a fucking homeless guy who, who's outside of the McDonald's next to the building I work in. And he has a fucking iPhone. Like, it's an yeah. iPhone. It's like, there's no, like, no person who lived on the street in this time period could hope to get shoes. They couldn't even yeah. afford a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, what else was I going to say about fucking Grove, Grove Meister? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, he did say something about, so that the whole Hawaii thing was kind of a Chester Arthur slash... Um, who uh, beat who beat Grover Cleveland in between? Because he was the also uh, the ben, Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison, right? He was the, Benjamin Harrison is the one who actually really pulled the trigger on like fucking over the uh, Hawaiians. <laughs> and when um when Cleveland got back into office, um, hang on a minute, let's see if we can actually Pullman strike. Oh yeah, he intervened in the Pullman strike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and uh, sided with uh, Big Biz that time. So, 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things when you look back, presidents interfering in things that by today's standards, even I remember Teddy Roosevelt changed the rules of the National Football League with an executive order. Yeah. Well, oh, well, what's it called? Uh, Nixon is the one who actually created the New York, the, the National Football League. He's the one who oversaw the combination of the AFL and this and the NF, mm. uh, the NFC. OK. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. And the, the reason why that that the both uh, all we can't football... have two leagues, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The thing was, it was also in in an effort. He loved football so much, Nixon, that he wanted to ensure that it would always have a place. So he made it so they would never pay taxes as part of the of the fucking um, the uh, the terms of creating the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. But uh, what's it called? The thing I, the reason I was scrolling down was I did find William the fucking quote about uh, Hawaii, right. Hawaii, the, the yeah. Hawaii question. It's literally yeah. referred to as yeah. um, like the Jewish question. Yes, that's why. <laughs> There's also in, in, in stuff about the silver question, which is a little yeah. close, a little close for comfort for the yeah, Jews. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of questions back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said that I he said I suppose that right and justice should determine the path to be followed in treating this subject. If national honesty is to be disregarded and a desire for territorial expansion or dissatisfaction with a form of government not our own ought to regulate our conduct, I have entirely misapprehended the mission and character of our government and the behavior which the conscience of the people demands of their public servants. Boy, he liked to fucking have run on sentences. But yeah. um I will say that that is a pretty base thing to say. And it is in reality. He kind of just cracked the nut though, is he realized it took him to, he literally had been the president once before and lost it. And afterwards, that's when he realized what the nature of the state was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in that, in that statement is the means of preventing the seeds of the destruction of the, the, well, the the, jet, the invention and then and subsequent destruction of the American Empire, isn't it? That they mm. like he could have, if that doctrine had been followed by even a few more presidents, you know, probably you probably wouldn't be in in Syria and fucking Eritrea and all these other fucking things now. Yeah, but uh, uh, it just seems you when you. Looking at that, you just think, what what a shame that that was the sort of money making uh, graft kind of. Yeah, stuff even was, I mean, so yeah, when you look, yeah, looking back else. at George Washington's farewell address, you see things just like what happened. If yeah. that was that was a popular thing, now it's like we just don't do that stuff. Yeah, because it, um, it, representative democracy is it's just a smokescreen for tyranny and corruption. Mm. Uh, 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 unfortunately, it always goes that way. You, you're, you're relying on having men of principle, which, you know, say what you like, at least to that de- degree, Cleveland was. It, it, yeah. rely, it relies on people taking, a, t- viewing their position as a sacred duty. Uh, and obviously people don't do that. It also impinges yeah. <laughs> it impinges on the idea and this is uh fucking what's his name? Road to Serfdom. Uh what the fuck is that dude's name? Um 
whatever. Uh, the the knowledge problem, which is like you can't expect a fucking populist to be knowledgeable in all of the things that are necessary in order to run a country, and that no. is like what is contingent on the fucking idea of a de- representative democracy is that people are real people are going to have to decide who's going to do it, and uh, because of that, they're going to have to make decisions on in from an uninformed position. Yeah, it's oh, just oh, not feasible. Uh, period. Re- yeah, they actually they have to be able to rely on kind of strict constitutional propriety, uh, yeah. which just doesn't happen, does it? I mean, even the fact Hayek was the guy I was talking about, Friedrich Hayek. Oh, yeah. Friedrich Hayek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that was bothering um, me. Yeah, yeah. but uh, wow. uh, the one last thing I wanted to talk about before we got it here was um, the uh, of the time. The largest, and for a long time, I'm sure one of the largest um, presidential secrets um, in oh, American yeah. history uh, was uh, the secret surgery that he underwent. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So if this oh, this is kind of this uh, this will uh, to get there. I should mention that, as I said before, the Sherman uh, Silver Buying Act basically tanked the economy by inflating the currency, um, and as a result of this. Uh, Cleveland actually fucking shut down all of that silver buying programs and in in the long run actually saved the economy overall. Yeah. What Uh, was it called? There was like his second presidency. It was like a four year depression. Yeah. It was called the panic of uh, 93. Panic of 1893. Yes. And uh, but but the the irony, of course, being that um, that uh, it was a major stock market depression. Just let me just say that. But the irony is that these fucking populists who literally caused the problem um, actually went on to blame his austerity methods and also blamed the gold standard. Very eerily similar. uh, 200 years later or 100 years later, rather, um, or 110 years later, I should say, um, that uh, they, they uh, fucking over-regulated the, uh, the fucking finance industry, creating regulatory capture, and fucking, uh, and all of these banks fail because they bet on fucking money that they, I won't get into it, obviously, but then they go, right. it was because of greed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even, I mean, and also the bankers who... Like we're selling uh, subprime mortgages. Yeah. We're just selling all these subprime mortgages and then blaming the people for buying things they couldn't afford. It's like, you're the one who sold it to them. You knew they couldn't (laughs) afford it. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, but it's just very mirrored of the fucking yeah. of what exactly happened. But anyway, so this was during the the panic and and everyone was really worried as to whether as also I, I believe the guy who was the vice president for uh, Cleveland the second time, he had some connection to uh, the banking industry or something. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other the Republican Party would have completely lost their fucking minds if he had become the president or had to take over temporarily while uh cleveland had this cancerous growth in his mouth yeah (laughs) um and so yeah what they did was they went um into uh the um what the fuck is it called uh the bay in new york 
um, the fucking, I want to say the Charles River, but that's Boston. Hudson River? <laughs> the Hudson River, yeah. Um, he went, took a uh, yacht on the Hudson River and um, had a number of surgeons come on. And while they sailed ostensibly on a fucking pleasure cruise, actually yeah. conducted oral surgery on him and extracted a piece of uh, malignant tumor from his tooth, um, which, um, by the way, uh, in contrast to, as we mentioned before, um, Monday they hating didn't... James Garfield survived yeah. any um, sur- survived any uh, infections that may that I mean, were the guy was to a the fucking the, the guy was a fucking monster. That they actually removed parts of his upper and lower jaw, and uh, that he, he had to give us he had to give a speech immediately. Mm. That he asked the doctor, well, because it, it it was. Uh, putting a stop to the silver thing was he, he decided he had to do it but he, yeah. he hadn't done it yet and uh, so he had to have the surgery uh, in Stanta went and got the surgery uh, and had like uh, they made they made like new pieces of jaw and, and then installed those in it afterwards like a, I guess kind of a denture yeah. kind of a, arrangement and uh, the he gave himself. He said, "Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this on this day," and and just showed up to work and fucking did it uh, during his convalescence, and nobody noticed. So the guy was a fucking uh, a tough guy. Yeah, I guess. yeah. He ne- apparently never complained once about the pain, and the only thing he ever complained about is the fact that he couldn't eat fat. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was. It was done without anesthesia as well because yeah. it was too fat. <laughs> Presidents used to be fucking monsters. Teddy Roosevelt got shot in the middle of a speech and kept going for like 40 minutes. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what's it called? Um, fucking, uh, yeah. So, and then another thing was, um, I, this is a myth. Uh, this is a, like a supposed myth. We don't know if this is true or not. But during that time period, right before he got the surgery, there is a story that he went up on the balcony of the White house and mouthed words like oh, and yeah, had well, some guy talk for him for a yeah. speech <laughs> <laughs> even though he couldn't talk yet which is that's just like hysterical that's incredible he lip-synced a, a presidential speech it sounds like a scene from but big he, fish yeah it's it's serrano de bergerac yeah but he wasn't trying to get pussy yeah. he was trying to get the country's pussy he didn't have to try to get pussy. <laughs> You're right. It he is took just, it. Uh, yeah. But I generally, yeah, I talk about Grover Cleveland a lot in general, just because it's uh, for people who are following politics today. It's just a, such a huge contrast. You can see yeah. what people's priorities were, and also for people who will say things like about corruption now and everything. It's like it's weird. Like back then, Grover Cleveland was the anti-corruption, honest guy yeah. who sent a woman Good to Grover. an insane asylum when she accused him of rape. And and it was a clearly abuse of power. And she was like, so it is like there's always been, always will be like some level of corruption. It'll just be different what that corruption and dishonesty is, and what people care about and don't care about as different times are yeah. uh, different as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess corruption and pr- sort of that's more of a private life issue though isn't it i i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna stick yeah. up for him because i hate women uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, whether it's like corruption co- co- like yeah. nowadays we would if somebody 
accuses someone of rape and they send them to an insane asylum when they aren't insane, we would consider that abuse of power or government yeah. corruption, oh, yeah. not yeah. necessarily the same way as like corruption. Like I think that would be a criminal charge of false uh, imprisonment. Yeah, that's of sorts. Yeah. The, the, uh, what, what the, yeah, I mean, it is criminality, isn't it? Rather than just, yeah. Just corruption. And I say yeah. this. I say this as someone who also hates women. So yeah. <laughs> we're on the same. Yeah. Thing. Okay. I got you. Yeah. But, so uh, we know that one, this is truly was, an ideological difference you have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. What, what, one of the things that 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 is, is worth mentioning as well is that after he after his second term, he refused all uh, private appointments. You know, he, he they tried to recruit recruit him to you know the big payoff of being president is yeah. being chairman of a bank and all that shit afterwards yeah and uh, he just was he wasn't interested in that he did he, become uh, one of the head marketing mucks at princeton yeah he was a trustee of princeton but that's not i mean that's a that's a paycheck yeah yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, nobody says he's not allowed to work. Yeah, well, all right, but, fair. <laughs> but I'm sure his having been president had some fucking bearing on his hiring. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like. I'm talking about this sort of, you know, now it's speaking engagements and, re yeah, and yeah, releasing yeah. a book. And, but, and being put on the board of directors of Netflix or Zogflix, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, And he, he wouldn't have a bar of any of that. And he said that it's, uh, and he explicitly said, no, it'd be improper. Uh, I, I shouldn't be, uh, uh, because I'll be expected to bring yeah. my influence to bear in their favor and I won't do that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like even like today, what somebody who would be an anti-corrupt politician would be would be somebody who is doing things that were considered corrupt in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah, it's just the times are so different. Like back then, you could take that stand, and you weren't like losing much. It wasn't like a crazy thing to do that. Now it would be a crazy thing to do yeah. that. Yeah. Another thing yeah. Uh, is, and uh, he basically. The, there was a fucking major stock market depression uh, while he was a president, and he did the very yeah. simplest thing, which is what you do in every fucking what you should do in every fucking uh, uh, stock market depression. Nothing. Yeah, you don't do anything, and it always comes out. You come out stronger than before. It always happens. That's the Creative nature. Destruction. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the irony is that he was forever, not forever, obviously mainstream, even mainstream historians now obviously look back at him as an unsung hero of the time period. But I mean, at the time in the short run, kind of besmirched as a fucking, yeah. uh, of spoil sport, fucking, um, gold lover, Jew, Jew, yeah. Jew golem. Uh, <laughs> one, one, mention, one thing to mention though, is actually in order to save the country, um, guess who he had to call on uh, to uh, to um, bail out the country uh, with a loan? I don't know this. Hawaii? <laughs> Nathan de Rothschild. Oh, right. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and J.P. Morgan, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. he was Good at least night. American. But Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, my generally my takeaway from like what mainstream historians kind of look Grover Cleveland now he's generally looked back on more favorably and also as one of the first politicians who ever had a scandal and just like owned up to it and was honest. Yeah, not yeah. the rape part, yeah. just the illegitimate child part. Yeah, but the fact that he admitted to having the illegitimate child uh, was like whenever there'd be a scandal, it would be brushed away, and he kind of came out and said that he did it. And it is wild thing like in today's world 
how serious a rape accusation is taken versus back then where it was literally uh, not only was there an accusation, but false imprisonment. Yeah. <laughs> and well, listen, only kind of, men voted yeah. at the time, so they just right. didn't care. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I actually didn't even think about that. That yeah. is true. Only men voted at the time, so it really didn't matter that he yeah. raped a girl. What, a bunch I mean, of hysterical obviously. women going to get in their fucking husband? Yeah, shut up, honey. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's probably just uh, the vote, the electorate will have been like, wait a minute, this woman starts to flapping her gums and giving him shit and, and he puts her in a, a lunatic asylum. Then they just look at their own wife and go, this guy's onto something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more little factoid about it, uh, about him. And this was another thing that I believe the Republicans uh, kind of razzed him on in uh, his election uh, was that he, um, he, the, of course, everyone knows that there was a draft for the, uh, for the civil war. Um, and he uh, decided to pay $150 to a Jewish Polish immigrant. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, to fight for him, who did survive the war. Awesome. And the only reason I know he's Jewish is because he's SKY, not SKI. <laughs> That's how you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's right. I didn't know that. Yeah. If that today he would be, he'd have been called a draft dodger. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, well, did, today, it, did that come up in the election? It did a little bit. But it, yeah. the thing was, is the fact that he like the didn't, guy, the didn't other guy sneak had done around. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other guy had done the same. Anyway, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, another thing. So yeah, basically base guy all around. I would say 10 out of 10 uh, would <laughs> have president again. Um, yeah. I also would say he's probably in the top five, if not three. Let's see. I like Andrew Jackson. I like uh, Calvin <laughs> Coolidge. I like uh, Grover Cleveland. That's my top three so far. Was it uh, Jackson and Coolidge? Coolidge was very based. Coolidge. What about Hoover? Not so based. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he was the. He spent all the fucking taxpayer. Everyone acts like he was some arch conservative, but it's bullshit. He fucking oh, paid. No, I'm Hoover, just damn, dude. Easter. Yeah, he started the Great Depression. I thought we yeah. were naming bad president. You name yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love these guys. Yeah. You like these guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who um, else would be another good one then? Um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, pretty based. He left to become a cowboy. He yeah. was like a rich Long Island dude, and then went out to Wyoming and D the Dakotas. Is it, is it learned how to be a cowboy. The Antinicumia of the 19th century. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No bullshit, huh? Dwight Eisenhower fucking some girl when he was in war. That's pretty based. Yeah. Well, think, not to mention the whole fucking uh, military industrial complex speech. Yeah. Warning us about that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the cultural impact of Teddy Roosevelt's pretty good because they named it the teddy bear after True. him, didn't they? And, and yep. like my child, who will probably never hear of, never know who Theodore Roosevelt was or ever hear the name, will, will call all her stuffed toys her teddies. Yeah. So, yeah. And the reason, the original reasons that there's more passing in the National Football League is because of a Teddy Roosevelt's executive order. <laughs> he, it was all running plays, and guys were just like running into the pile with no helmets and dying. Right. And so Teddy Roosevelt told them they need to spread the elephants out and pass more. That's and fucking like, hysteria. I know it. We should talk about that sometime. 
Yeah. I remember there was a whole documentary on the NFL network called the forward pass. It's one of the most ridiculous things ever because they're talking so rom- They do these, you ever see these documentaries about an athlete with talk so romantically about, Oh yeah. Uh, I loved up- that uh, fucking Bill Parcells documentary. I know yeah, it's not an athlete, they but did, that was great. Yeah. They, yeah. They did a whole thing on that just about the forward pass <laughs> and them just talking about some, the idea of throwing the ball in this romantic way is yeah. ridiculous. But it's very funny. And they talk about Teddy Roosevelt interfering or uh, like. The, no pun intended. Said, <laughs> yeah. When Trump said like Colin Kaepernick should get fired and everyone's like, he's the president saying a guy in a private business should get fired. What's he doing? Like Teddy Roosevelt as president got them to change the rules of their game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, it just shows you that, that uh, you know, like as we've been talking about all things that have changed, but some things just stay the same, which is that government uh, – People seem to love it. They love government overreach and doing stuff that's none of their fucking business. And like, only if they only agree got with the thing. To blame. Only if they agree with the thing. Course, People yeah. hate government overreach when it's a thing they don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why you need going back to uh, the man of principle thing, isn't it? That you, even if it's something that you think is a good thing, if you if you think you haven't got the right to do it, you just shouldn't do it. Yeah, there was, um, I don't know if you guys want to get into modern uh, stuff at all, but did you hear um, in Arkansas, there was a law being passed about um, where they were going to ban giving hormones to kids for transitioning. Yeah. yeah. And the may- and the uh, governor's a Republican, a conservative, and he said, as a conservative, my principle is the government should not be interfering. This is a decision between a family and their doctor. And other conservatives were like, we're against the giving kids transition drugs. Why would you? He's like, I'm principled. I don't yeah. believe in government interference, even if it's for a thing you agree or disagree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, also, no, I, I think one of his one of his donors is like this, like Jewish gambling family that are based in Arkansas too. So he might have. Had uh, some. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would not. I just briefly heard that story. I wouldn't doubt if there was money. It, if you told me that, oh, he's only actually doing that because he's being bought off to do it, I yeah. wouldn't uh, yeah. that either. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, again, that's speculation. I mean, it's part, nice but. when they. It's nice, even if they pretend to be principled, though. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're throwing a little yeah. bit of fucking um, red meat to the base. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the. I'll take it. There's so few yeah. principles now that somebody being fake principled is something will. It's still refreshing. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. It just happened. I just heard this story. Looked at one like headline. Told it to you guys, and you immediately brought up a reason why it may not be principled, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you actually may be right. I really didn't look that yeah. far into this. I just like want to believe that someone was principled. No, I'm with, I'm with you, Matt, on that one. It's a, <laughs> the, the, whether it's true or not, it's a great rationalization, and yeah. it sells it. I mean, it sells it to people like me. Unfortunately, I, I don't think it'll do much good because there aren't many people like us who give a fuck about principle or ever even yeah. given it any thought. And that's, I mean, that's hundreds of years of breaking people down isn't it? Yeah. yeah no i think people have just i think people in power have found a way to um say unprincipled things in a way that people think they're principled yes they yes. get people to believe like the average person walking around i don't think is unprincipled i yeah. think they can be convinced into voting for someone who is unprincipled though. right yeah i mean it comes like the the reason you know it's it's illegal to steal or commit murder or whatever but the, yeah m- most of the reason people don't do that isn't because it's it's uh illegal it's because on some level it goes against their principles 
For murder, yes. Not yeah. for stealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely I, steal a lot more if it wasn't illegal. I wouldn't. I I I I I think because of so many rules about so many little things, but I think that's kind of blurred that that thing for a lot of people. But I, I I've maybe when I was younger I would have done, but I just I I don't I. There's lots of times when I know I could get away with stealing stuff, and I just go, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, what would Grover yeah. Cleveland do? What would Grover Cleveland Probably do? Probably not right, steal. So next time, next time I'm going to steal something, if I'm caught, I'll just rape the woman and then have her yeah. sent to an insane asylum. <laughs> yeah. She accused me of rape and stealing. You're going to believe I stole something from this person who lies Prima, about rape? Prima, I mean, look how hot and how pussy getting that guy was. Yeah. Like, the accusation of rape is prima facie nonsense. Yes. And also, <laughs> popular enough of a president that a Hall of Fame baseball pitcher was named after him. Yeah. That's true. Uh, was, and and, and uh, oh, we also didn't mention that he's the only president to get married while he was in the White House. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Also, he, I, was four, he was, what, 48 and she was 21? He was Based. 47 and she was 21, but yes. Yeah. Based. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, his daughter <laughs> oh, yeah, that, was Baby Ruth. Today. Yeah. His, ba- his daughter ba- what? His daughter was named was known as Baby Ruth and is yeah. the namesake of the candy bar, not yeah. Babe Ruth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Grover Cleveland's daughter yeah. is named out of the candy bar. <laughs> well, but what, even that today, if my- a president in his late 40s married a 21-year-old girl in office today... Yeah. Can you imagine what the tweet storm would have, would be oh about that? Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, unless it, unless it was a guy, <laughs> unless they were both guys, yeah, then it would be stunning and brave. Forty-seven-year-old <laughs> yeah. man and a forty-twenty-one-year-old twink. <laughs> Come on, how celebrated would that be? <laughs> oh, if it was a forty-seven-year-old woman and a twenty-one-year-old. Oh guy, my god! Yes, queen. <laughs> I could see them. I could see them spinning. It would be like this young gay man is being taken advantage of. Okay, yes, you're young, right. It's possible. But the yes. young if straight Republican, man, being, yeah. Right, the young straight man being taken advantage of. I don't think that's. If it's a Democratic woman with a 21 year old guy, I mean that's yes. oh my God, that's just empowerment. Yeah. Incarnate. You go, yeah. girl. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so uh, what, what, what if it was uh, President Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, marrying mm. one of the one of Mia Farrow's uh, adopted kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all old now, so I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, by the way, Buttigieg, total spook, total CIA. Come yeah. on, come on. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You look, look at his eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's got shark eyes. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, by the way, it was the more Jacobs like, more family. Like CI, more like CI gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the FBI were the gay ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, more but, like FBI guys. Yeah, Hell more yeah. like. Uh, am I right? I'm out. <laughs> It was the Jacobs family as the key donor to the to uh, the uh, Arkansas governor, by the way. Uh, anyway, okay. so um, what's it called? Uh, so anyway, so th- I think we got a pretty good uh, again. Ten out of ten would have president again. I I'm a big fan of the Cleve Meister, so um, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it. So uh, Matt, what would you like to plug for the ladies and gents this evening? Uh, Comedy Fight Club, uh, the roast battle show that I host in Gas New York Digital City. Network. Um, well, we're not on Gas Digital. Oh, my, on my apologies. We're, yeah, we're self-producing. We've been posting our own stuff on YouTube. We have a Patreon channel now, uh, so you can uh, support us on the Patreon. We do a bonus podcast where we talk about the battles, 
and um, all of the uh, episodes go on YouTube. We have one. When does this come out? Sunday. Sunday. All right. So it'll be up on YouTube already. We have the battles up um, the Thursday after we have them. So it'll be this Thursday. So it'll be on for a couple of days already when this comes out. Keep them up on YouTube for a week. After a week, they're exclusive to the Patreon page. Nice. YouTube channel has a bunch of classic battles on their classic clips. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. We've been doing the shows in a penthouse in New York City because stuff is still opening up pretty slowly here. Right. Got a penthouse apartment that a fellow comedian is allowing us to use legally. Quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Um, but yeah, the shows have been a lot of fun. The most recent episode was great. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and the Patreon page and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And my Twitter and Instagram is at real Matt Marin. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and for us, uh, audio version of the show, www.historyhomos.com or wherever you find podcasts. Video version of the show, uh, check us out on uh, BitChute, Odyssey, all the places. Um, and uh, we get a link tree in all of our social media bios. Follow us across social media at History Homos Pod. And follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And uh, most importantly, uh, we have a second episode per week, bonus episode exclusive to Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos. You won't regret it. Um, it is uh, another 100% of show per week uh, for a small fee. And um, the other thing I want to plug uh, most of all is our Telegram channel. And Matt, you should get in our Telegram channel too if you're really interested yeah. in hearing about printing weapons, um, in uh, gardening, raising small animals for food, um, and seeing um, us bicker like an old gay couple, me and William. <laughs> um, so yeah, get in there, and it's fucking great. The, the, all the guys in there, we got a great community of people in there, and all the news of the day will cross your desk if you get in there. So T as in tranny.me slash history homos is our channel. Um, and that's where we all of our uploads go and news about the show. And t.me slash history almost chat is the group chat. Get your ass in there. William, what do you want to say to the people to say good night? Believe all women. <laughs> that's hilarious. Later, mm -hmm. homos. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crazy.